This program is sponsored by TC Sports on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. It's Trent Conant and myself with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Local sports on your radio or your favorite listening device. And we sure appreciate you finding the show and spreading the word throughout Central Iowa that there is local talk on the radio uh, from noon until 2. Busy show. It is, after all, a Friday. Although I think Trent will probably touch on a little bit of baseball in the very first segment, because quite honestly, until we get to the very end of the program, uh, not a lot of time. It's Friday, so we're stacked up, right? we got a lot of guests, a lot of football guests. We'll get to our last look at Dylan Montz, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Dylan's had uh, quite a last couple of days making his way out to Akron, but good for those guys taking advantage of it, leaving a little early, stopping at Notre Dame to kind of get a feel for what it's like around the campus in Notre Dame. I know him, um, uh, Monts and Birchie, and I think Alex Halstead will be taking in the red-hot Cleveland Indians tonight as they look to win again over the Royals, who last night probably saw their, their slim hopes, I guess, probably... Uh, fade as they fell in extra innings to the engines last night. Uh, so we'll talk to Dylan Mons. Tom Caker will be here. HawkeyeReport.com. Bama Bob will re- we'll finish out the first hour of the show. And then into the NFL we go. Uh, Nick Athen on the Chiefs. Dave Sinekin on the Packers. We will take a quick respite and head out to Vegas to get Jason Symbol inside the numbers. And then really excited to announce this. Uh, Paul Allen has been a uh, a friend of the program for a long, long time. Paul and I both uh, members of the same fraternity, although I'm a former member. Paul, of course, and I uh, both called horse races. Paul still does at Canterbury, but more so for Paul. He's noon. Uh, he's 9 to noon on the number one station in the Twin Cities, but more so known as the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. And thank you to my friend Leon Emmons, Mr. Executive uh, of Des Moines. Don't wait any longer. Learn about uh, hair replacement and what options you have by calling Mr. Executive today, 274 4049 or you can uh, jump online and uh, go to MrExecutive.com. MrExecutive.com. Thank you to Mr. Executive for making it possible for PA to join us each and every Friday at the same time, one thirty-five. So you Viking fans out there, boy, do they have a massive game today. And will they or won't they have their starting quarterback? And if you're a fantasy player and you don't care for the Vikings, other than the fact that you're a fantasy player and you have Sam Bradford, Maybe touch and go, Trent Condon, whether he's going to be answering the bell. Case Keenum has got a lot of reps in practice this week. Yeah, Case Keenum, who actually didn't look bad the few times I saw him in the preseason, but it's still Case Did you Keenum. see him last year with the Rams? Yeah, that's very true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Case Keenum preseason different than Case Keenum regular season. It certainly has been the case. So uh, hopefully Bradford can go because I actually it's, it's one of the games that um, – it's it's appointment TV for me. I mean, Vikings yeah. on the road against the Steelers. Steelers, some people's pick after they watch the Patriots to represent the AFC. We're a little ahead of ourselves. We only won week in the books after all. But still, Steelers had a nice win. T.J. Watt, what a, what a debut for him. My God. Um, but uh, one of the marquee games this week. Trent, let's start, as I said, uh, as we said in the open, 
you know, a couple of minutes on baseball before we go football crazy. Mm-hmm. I want to start with your twins. It's one of the remarkable stories, uh, especially after last year. You get one of these teams, it seems like, every year. Mm-hmm. You know, one of these teams that nobody saw coming. This year was the Twins, and it resonates a little bit louder here locally because they are you know, the Twins, after all, right? Uh, they're your Twins, playing my Blue Jays. I'm rooting for your team. I kind of think it's okay in baseball to have two teams. You sure. can't do it in the NFL. No. You no. just can't. No. NHL, you can't do it. Baseball, I've always been a Blue Jays fan first and foremost, but I'm a Twins fan just because I got to the Metrodome so much. Sure. Right? From With the proximity to Winnipeg, it was the closest major league team. I've told the story a million times. I won't bore you. Um, but I'm rooting for the Twins. It's a great story. And Byron Buxton, who we both are – well, you more infatuated than me because that's your guy and that's yes. your team. But my God, what a he just crushed it in extras last night. Walk off home run. Twins win three up in the card game. Yes, uh, and I wake up this morning, flip on the TV. The first thing I see, the first highlight after I fell asleep, the oh, Astros are up two one. No, I saw that. Okay, but the Astros were up two one on the oh, Angels gotcha. when I fell asleep. Gotcha. First thing I flip on is Albert Pujols hitting a yeah. homer in the ninth, and I, what? Well, then realize I cut it to five two, and they still yeah. got it done. So, yeah, that that was my morning. But last night, uh, Buxton, you know, I'm a Buxton Bobo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I am. I've been in that guy's corner. I've defended him because even if he never hits, he is so good defensively. And that watching he is, him run the bases yes, too, it's worth yeah. the price. I used to watch Deion Sanders. These right. were my guys, yeah, right? When yeah. Deion was playing baseball. For that very reason, just watching these gazelles run the bases, it's amazing. Just the speed and how they cut it and time it perfectly, and Buxton's one of those. Uh, speaking of that, Jeff Passan of uh, yeah, Yahoo, Yahoo yeah. had an article that came out yesterday about him. Byron Buxton has an older brother that's 30. Mm-hmm. Still can't beat him in a race. Really? They race after every season out in their farm in Georgia. Really? It's about a six, they said about 60 yards probably that yeah. they race. Every time they kind of look at each other and know. It's go time. His <laughs> brother's 30 years old, like a clerk or something, and he still can't beat his brother. Isn't that something? It, it's absolutely incredible. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't beat his dad in a race until he was 17. Huh. Yeah, so a uh, fast family. Runs in the family. Yeah. And he is an athlete du jour, and now he understands he's swinging it. Yeah. And that bomb line, I mean, that wasn't just a, a scraper. This guy has superstar potential. He does. And we talked yesterday about the youth of this team. It's not just him. It's Miguel Sano, who hasn't been around now for two weeks, mm-hmm. and on and on and on. The future is very bright, but to see this, to envision this, you can't. Just look at that rotation. Yeah, now, I know. Bertolo Colon yeah, is I know. off the scrap heap. And he literally was off the scrap heap after Atlanta got rid of him. And he's year. going tonight, yeah. and they're having big, sexy night. They're giving away big, <laughs> sexy T-shirts with his picture on it. I mean, it's... Like you said, these stories happen in baseball every year. Never in my wildest imagination with this group, with that bullpen. Their big acquisition was Matt Belisle, who's now closing for them. Mm-hmm. We've all seen Matt Belisle. Matt Belisle's not very good. Yeah, it depends what night you get him, but right, for the most right. part, he's not very good. He, You're right. He is a league average, yep. sixth, maybe seventh inning guy on a bad team. Mm-hmm. And here he is closing, and he's seven out of nine. Yeah, there's 30 teams. i got to think there's probably 24, 25 teams you'd rather have their closer than your guy. Right. Somewhere around that And number. then there's probably another 25 to 30 set of guys you'd rather have yeah. over him. Maybe even more than that. Yeah. They take over. <laughs> no, it's it's a great story, Trent. Now, I, how many games did they have left? 18, 16? 16. 16, down left. To 16 yep. So do you have a magic number in your mind? If they win X, knowing that they're up three now on yes. their closest pursuer, Do they, if they win eight, if they win half their games, are they playoff bound at least for one day? If they get to 85 wins, 
I think they'll at least be in a tie. There might be a game 163 okay. that would come out of it. But if they get to 85. And right now it's 77. It's 77. So you've got them. Okay, so you've got that eight, that magic number of eight, yeah, right? Yeah, if they get to that, that. If that happens, the Angels to get to 85 then would have to go, what, 11 and 4? Yeah, pretty tough to do. Right. Pretty so tough to do. I think 85 gets them at least a tie. 86. They have a winning record the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. They're playing in Yankee Stadium. That first Tuesday. Take your chances. Take your chances. Roll the ball out. Absolutely. Uh, Cubs last night, just real quick, uh, mm-hmm. Sang made his uh, first uh, major league start. Uh, you talk about nerves. Did you see his first inning? First batter, uh, uh, Jose Reyes in the batters. He threw behind him. He was so nervous. He wasn't trying to do this. Right. His first batter, batter number one of the ball game, for crying out loud. He throws the ball behind him. I mean, his heart, you could see it pouncing through the sea on his chest, for crying out loud. <laughs> But the Cubs scored a lot of runs. It's a good thing the Mets were in town. But you mm-hmm. know what? The Mets have left town. Here come the Cardinals. This is a massive, massive series in the NL Central. You just have to find a way to get one game. You if know, you're the Cubs. If you're the Cubs, yes. just get, don't get swept. Right. That, that like is last the adage. Weekend. Right. This is the adage of the weekend. And you never want to say that, blah, blah, blah. In reality, you win one. Mm-hmm. At worst, you're still up a couple of games mm-hmm. going in the end of the final two weeks. That's yeah. what you have to do. You get swept, it's game on. Yeah. So it starts this afternoon. Flat-footed tie going into the final two weeks of the season, if that's the case. If that's the case. Right. You look at all three of these matchups, pitching matchups, all three I'd probably put slightly, just slightly in favor of the Cardinals. I agree with you. But it's in Wrigley Field. So, I mean, we're talking about pretty much three minus 110 on both sides games to me. It's that close, It's that close. Mm -hmm. Slight edge to the Cardinals in pitching matchups, slight edge back to the Cubs because it's in Wrigley. Boom. Coin flip, three games. Let's go. Yeah. That'll be fun. I, I'm looking forward to getting Are you going to watch much of it? I will. Outside of today. Well, no, not outside of today. <laughs> no. I'll keep up with it on Twitter. I'll get sure. home for the final few winnings of this one. But it's, it's another football weekend, and I'm good with that. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Speaking of football, time to get into it. It's our last look at the Cyclones and the Hawkeyes. The Clones are up first. They've got an 11 o'clock date tomorrow in Akron with the Zips. Uh, Dylan Monsita Rapids Gazette is there or will be making his way to Cleveland tonight to watch those Red Hot Indians. Uh, jealous of the boys again being able to do that. Uh, we'll come out of Dylan Mons, go right into Tom Cakert. Bama Bob will be here. We'll talk uh, national college football and then a major, major one o'clock hour regarding the NFL. And again, Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings with Trent and I every Friday right through the Super Bowl with the exception of the bye week. Thank you to our friends at Mr. Executive. MrExecutive.com. Don't wait any longer. Learn more about hair replacement or what options you have. Do it today by calling Mr. Executive 274-4049. It's the Ken Miller Show. It's on 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football. 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. 
Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal. And the bartenders, well, they're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll, just west of 30. Special Olympics Iowa will host the annual West Des Moines Polar Plunge presented by Lincoln Savings Bank on Sunday, October the 15th at Jordan Creek Town Center in West Des Moines. The Polar Plunge is a signature fundraiser for the Special Olympics and offers a unique opportunity for individuals and organizations to raise money and support Special Olympic Iowa athletes by jumping into the frigid waters. All you have to do to take the plunge is raise $75 and register for the event online at soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge plunge. You can register individually or as a team. Last year, the West Des Moines Polar Plunge raised over $55,000 for Special Olympics Iowa. All the proceeds go back to the over 14,000 athletes in Iowa and fund the Special Olympics programs that they participate in. The Polar Plunge will start at noon on October the 15th with a post-party to follow. There's still plenty of time to sign up, so head over now to soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee. So whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. It's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant.
show on a Friday. We're jam-packed. Lots of football. Baseball in the rearview mirror, uh, for at least for the remainder of this show. We'll get back into it next week. Dylan Montz will see you again tonight. I'm kind of envious of Dylan Trent. I yes. Mean, yesterday, they were in Notre Dame. I'm kind of following his travel log as he makes his way to Akron. They stop at Notre Dame. They see Touchdown Jesus back in the car to Cleveland tonight. Progressive field. I hear it's a sellout. The streak is intact. They'll see the Indians go for, what, 24 Tonight, 23 in a 23 row. 23 in a row tonight? Yep. Uh, so they get a chance to do that before they get uh, you know get to work tomorrow and cover a college football game, which isn't a bad way to make a living as well. But you have to leave your basement in Ankeny to do these things. Well, I'm not doing that. Right, that's yeah, what ex- excellent point. Uh, let's get to Dylan. He joins us. Cedar Rapids Gazette, thegazette.com backslash sports. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, how are you? Doing well. Yeah, made it to Akron safely after maybe nine hours in the car and like you said made a couple pit stops along the way but it's been a, a good trip and um yeah the baseball game tonight will be kind of cool to see that park and then on to the game tomorrow yeah tell me about notre dame dylan i, I know that you uh, you stopped there i saw some of the uh, the pictures that you posted on twitter I've, I've never been um you know obviously you didn't get a chance to see a game there yet yesterday but did were you impressed as it does it look as good in person as it comes across on tv yeah, the, the campus itself was really beautiful, and then the stadium was interesting. I tried to peek through some of the gates to see into the field, but the the thing I didn't really realize about the stadium is how much construction was around it. There were buildings that kind of uh, got built up alongside of the of the you know of the bowl itself. So there were classes and kids coming in and out of classes there, and and so, so it was kind of interesting. I didn't really. Um, realize that it had been built up so much around the stadium itself, but it, it was really interesting to see nonetheless. Well, let's turn our attention to the game tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock kickoff, and you know, we've talked about it a lot this week, Dylan. How concerned, is the concern real about a letdown factor with this matchup, first road game of the year, and to be honest, a, a Mac opponent that doesn't really move the needle? Yeah, I, I don't know if there's as, as much concern of a letdown. Certainly the the game last weekend was emotional, and, and the way it all kind of played out uh, it can be deflating, but everything we've gotten from, from Matt Campbell and the players, it, it's certainly they're disappointed about how last week ended, but there's a certain optimism, too, and a refocusing that maybe wasn't there in years past. So everybody kind of realizes the challenges that Akron presents and, and the things you got to travel um, you know, out east and, and do the different things um, that, that go into playing a road game for the first time. But uh, I, I think that they've they've been able to refocus themselves pretty well and realize that this Akron team, um, you know, is, is maybe middle of the MAC, uh, but can present some challenges in the running game and has a pretty good front seven. So there's enough, I think, to, to refocus them because it, let's face it, if you want to win, a, go to a bowl game, you got to. Yep. It starts by winning this game, and it'll help set you up for later in the year. You know, Dylan, I think that you know this game in previous years, Cyclone fans. Well, I well, I feel that they would put up a good front. Deep down, I think they would probably be admit that they were a little bit nervous about going on the road and taking on a MAC team. I I think that they got to be. You know, it's almost like the program's past that, right? That they're they're a ten and a half point favorite on the road. There's clearly improvement. The offensive line is exhibit number one to where the improvement uh, has come from on this football team. That's how. That's kind of where I'm sitting, Dylan. I will be surprised if, if this isn't a. You know, I don't think there's going to be any you know nails being bitten throughout uh, Story County and Polk County amongst the Cyclone fans in the audience that edge of their seat. Oh my God, are they going to blow another one? I just don't think that they're there. I think they've moved past those games. 
Yeah, this team it definitely is talented enough to be past that kind of thing. But it, I know there's there's people that that are, are thinking the way you do, and then there's probably people that are thinking, well, you know, the way the Iowa game went down was a one score loss. There's been several in the last couple of years. Uh, you, you just want to see it uh, first, and then you can you can start to believe it a little bit because people maybe think of the Akron game a couple or excuse me the Toledo game a couple of years ago where they ended up going into double overtime and, and ended up falling in that game. But uh, I think people are optimistic and confident, but I think they're also, there's this balance of, of wanting to see to see it. And then once you see it and you exit non-conference two and one, then I think people start to, to really believe that maybe this train can get rolling a little bit. Tell us a little bit about uh, some injuries in the defensive backfield. Cotton Moyle leaves again, so important to this team. And uh, is this a chance for maybe hopefully a chance for Iowa State to get him some rest, or do you expect him to be out there? And uh, also Reggie Wilkerson, as he's looking to work his way back. Yeah, Kamari Cotton-Moya, when we last talked to Matt Campbell uh, on Wednesday, was still day-to-day. I think they're being really cautious with him, and um, luckily for him, it wasn't a shoulder injury. It was actually his elbow, which, um, you know, if it had been a shoulder, that'd be another shoulder injury that he's had to deal with. He's had surgeries uh, there before, so... Uh, I I don't necessarily expect him to play. I don't think he'll be out there. I think they will be cautious with him and maybe be able to get by uh, Akron without him and then have him rested on the bye week, and then you come back for Texas on a short week. So I think he'll probably um, not see the field. But uh, Matt Campbell said um, it wasn't 100% that he was he was out for sure. And then Reggie Wilkerson sounds like he's ready to go. They were just kind of, again, cautious with him last week with that tweaked hamstring. They didn't really want to aggravate that because – they know they're going to need him and his experience in the back end uh, as the season goes along, but it sounds like he'll be ready to go uh, tomorrow against Akron. Uh, last thing for Dylan Monson as we get our last look at the uh, Cyclones, Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com coming up next. Dylan Songamo is seeing his reps in- increase every week. Uh, what uh, what number do you th- how many do you think snaps do you think he'll play this week as he works himself into game shape after getting to Ames uh, relatively late in fall camp? Yeah, I think uh, he got increased from 7 to 15 um, from week 1 to week 2. I think he could see that uh, bump up maybe a few more, maybe maybe close to 20. Um, I still think they're trying to take it slow with him, but it sounds like he's coming along really well. And, and Matt Campbell and John Haycock, the defensive coordinator, talked about it this week. They want to try to build some depth there, especially uh, on that defensive line where there are a lot of new faces and new bodies. But Neil Tungamoa can come in and play. Um, between 15 and 20 snaps for him uh, against Akron. I think he's on track. Uh, and then, like I said, with Reggie Wilkerson, you have the bye week where he can kind of get a little bit more acclimated and, and get him ready for the Big 12. So I think he's done a pretty good job of, of putting himself in position to come in and, um, and at least be a force and, and not just be a, a guy that can rest. He can come in and contribute eventually. Hey, uh, quick thing on the basketball front. Uh, can you give us uh, 30 seconds just on, on the new top 100 player, Zeon Griffin? Yeah, Zion Griffin, uh, a kid from Illinois, uh, he'll be a nice get for him. Uh, and that's kind of the thing with uh, with basketball staff. They've missed on a lot of guys in the spring, and they just kind of needed uh, one recruit to come in and get them. Uh, so a top a top 60 prospect, according to 24-7 Sports Top 100, um, you know, probably the second best commit they've got under under Steve Prohm behind Lindell Wigginton. So he's a guy that can maybe kind of get the train rolling and, and draw in a few other commitments with him. But a really important get and a nice get for him. Good stuff, Dylan. Travel safe. Enjoy uh, the uh, game tonight at Progressive Field as the Indians go for, what did you say, Trent? 20, 23, in 23 in a row. In a row. <laughs> I'll get it right. Dylan, enjoy. <laughs> travel safe, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you.
All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Yep, take care. Dylan Mon, Cedar Rapids Gazette. We get our last look at the clones. Let's get our last look at the Hawks. He's Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, Tom, thanks, as always, for coming on. Trent and Ken, how's things, Tom? Things are good. How are you guys? Doing fine. You know, before we get into the North Texas matchup, Tom, and I don't want to run out of time and uh, not be able to ask you this, and, you know, we've seen a couple of weeks of Big Ten West play. I, I want to get your take. Northwestern kind of meh. I mean, not not living up to a, a lot of people thought that they would be. Nebraska, certainly they have some warts. Not sure what P.J. Flex doing in Minnesota yet. Wisconsin looks good, but maybe not as good as some, myself included, thought that they would be. Are we looking at a wide-open division, Tom, maybe one for the taking? I think if you're Iowa, you got to like what you've seen uh, the first couple weeks because I, I think you and I were both on the Northwestern bandwagon, and, boy, that bandwagon has fallen apart. Uh, going to Duke and get crushed. And I'm still not sold on Minnesota. I know people got a little jazz last week. Oregon State's terrible. Bad, yes. And I don't know. They're they're one of the worst Power Five conference teams in the country this year. So I wouldn't get too excited about them going on the road and and winning. Um, yeah, uh, Nebraska. You know, you give up forty two points and a half. I, you know, they, they've still got problems. And and I'm with you on Wisconsin. I, I I thought they'd be a little bit better than this, but maybe this is some of that loss of defensive guys, the linebackers, mm-hmm. D line that's kind of showing up for them right now and. Um, and they've got to figure that out. Tom, uh, to North Texas, and, yeah, it's North Texas, but this is certainly a better outfit that Dan McCartney brought in a couple of years ago, correct? I would think so. I mean, at least better offensively. Okay. Uh, I, I think they've got more skill there uh, than they had when Danny Mack brought that team in two years ago. Uh, so I think they'll present a, a bit more of a challenge there. But defensively, I think they're still going to struggle trying to stop Iowa, especially if Iowa wants to kind of play some bully ball and just run it up. And and I think Stanley's going to hit on a couple of those deep ones. Mm. They're going to bite on something, and he's going to hit uh, maybe two of them uh, deep. Uh, I'll watch, watch for Smith-Marset this week. I think he's, he's got to watch. Sounds like you're telling us to play the overtime. Is that correct? <laughs> What is the over under this week? I haven't even checked. I haven't either, to be completely honest with you. But I know it's twenty two and a half is the number. Let me see if I can find it real yeah, quick here for you uh, degenerates <laughs> out there. Uh, it's fifty three and a half, boys. Flying over. 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 Yeah. Maybe yeah. over. Uh, Tom, uh, is this a depth week? Is this, uh, boy, you better buy a program or have a roster from HawkeyeReport.com or something because you're going to be looking at uh, some uh, guys on the field that maybe you haven't seen a lot of or maybe in some cases you haven't seen yet. Is this the best-case scenario that this game will be seen as a game that I was able to build some depth? Yeah, this is the game where you hope you can get Tyler Wiegers out there in the fourth quarter where you can get uh, Torn Young and – Ivory Kelly Martin carries, get Matt Quarles and Brandon Smith their first catches, try to get them involved offensively at wide receiver, and also probably get Epinesa a ton more snaps than he's getting at 10 to 15 right now, just basically as a pass rusher. But I, I think you want to develop him as a, a three down guy that can be out there in first and second down too. Um, so I, and, and also some of those linebackers, and uh, I, I think you got to develop up there and in the defensive backfield too so it'd be good to get some of those young guys out there 
Now, we haven't seen much of Hankins. Another name that has been mentioned, as you mentioned, the defensive backfield. Uh, Kirk mentioned Max Cooper this week. Return role, still searching for another wide receiver. What would they do from the with the true freshman receiver out of Wisconsin? He's going to be one of those that if he doesn't go this week, I think the only way he ever does go this year is if they uh, have injuries at, at kind of a slot receiver position because you just I mean, this is the ideal week to throw him out there and see what he can do. Um, but, yeah, they've taken Vandenberg and Wadley off those returns now. So it'll be Ivory Kelly Martin, uh, who's going to be returning kickoffs, and Joshua Jackson, who's going to be returning punts. And I, I wondered when that was going to happen because the workload just piled up, and I think they probably used Ackland a little bit more than they want to, uh, mainly because they had to last week. And I, I think they want to kind of dial that back. And uh, although Kirk did say this week he's not a believer in pitch count, so <laughs> I, I just I wonder if where where his head is on. I wonder if he's uh, if he's a believer in snap count. So <laughs> could be. Sounds like Dusty Baker, old school baseball yeah. guy. Yeah, don't compare those. Throw, <laughs> throw it till throw it till the arm falls off. Exactly, that's yeah, always been, been dusty. Hey, Devontae Young, Tom, I, I don't have to remind you. Last August, I mean, he was a message board phenom. He's a guy that you know had some buzz. Seemed to get a little bit of more buzz this past August as well. It looks like he's been passed by on that depth chart. Is is that fair to say that Devontae Young is uh, you know his place on this team at least at this point uh, kind of in peril? I. I think he's probably maybe fourth on the depth chart at wide receiver now, maybe fifth. Um, he's definitely behind uh, Vandenberg uh, easily and Smith Marset for sure, and he might be behind Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith now. Yeah. Brandon Smith getting more runs. So, yeah, it, it's really odd because it seemed like he had kind of a coming out party at the Kids Day thing that's mm-hmm. in August, and it seemed like the arrow was was going in the right direction, but. Boy, he and he and uh, Adrian Falconer have just been passed completely yeah. by at this point. Well, uh, earlier uh, this week, we personally thought maybe we had some news from our friend Zuba Mahente from ESPN that game day was coming to Iowa City a week from Saturday. That's not the case. New York City, and uh, certainly a lot of blowback that you've heard from the Hawkeye fans about this. Yeah, Times Square, the hub of college football. <laughs> Always right. has been. Yeah. Yep. What are they going to go do? Go to uh, Columbia on? You know? <laughs> I mean, that's the biggest school in, like, New York yeah. City proper that, that, that's there that plays football. So When they bring the food uh, out, is it just going to be a hot dog cart that will wheel over there to Corso and he can have a hot dog? I mean, it's just. And a bagel. They'll give him some bagels. <laughs> yep, yep. And always get a good – you can get a good bagel at times. Yes, you And a can. good slice of pizza. Yeah. And a good slice of pizza. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. So, um, yeah, it's odd decision. Um, maybe they're just saving Iowa up for that Ohio State game when both teams are – contending for the national title this year, right? Works for me. Tom, well, one of the guys I'm going to watch close uh, is Ragamba this week. You know, after the suspension week number one, kind of uh, didn't shine in the Cyhawk series and uh, didn't see the field a lot in the second half at his spot. Um, I'm going to watch him close this week. Do you, do you think it was Russ, Tom, when it comes right down to it, that the you know week one, week one for him was the Cyhawk game against a pretty good receiving core and a quarterback who can chuck it in Jacob Park? Was that Rust, or should they, or will you watch closely to see if maybe we should move it into the concern factor? 
I'm going to be watching that one really closely because uh, you don't you don't hear Kirk reveal this very much, but that was a Kirk decision to get him off the field on Saturday. And he, when he said that, I was like, wow, okay. So Kirk did not like what he was seeing from, uh, you know, he, he didn't get specific, but from a performance or body language or whatever he was seeing, Manny just wasn't into it. And he was struggling a little bit and Kirk was not in the mood to, see that continue so uh and they felt really good they felt like they've got three starters so it's not like they were just uh, you know throwing uh, a dart out there they uh, they feel good about michael ojemudia and he went out there and played well mm-hmm. so um but i i still think they gotta have ragumba's got the most upside of of those guys i think he and jackson both have the most upside so i think they got to get him right and get him out there and Get them playing, and they may have to be in a nickel a lot this week because you got to make some decisions. With when you're facing those air raid teams, I mean, you don't have time to sub package in. You got to just kind of go with what you got and and hope it hope it works. Excellent point, Tom. Excellent point. Last thing, Tom. Um, with the new TV contracts, hard to kind of you know to to decipher when we're going to know things. The Michigan State game will be next. We know the Penn State's a night game, six thirty kick ABC. When do you think we'll know about the Michigan State game as they played uh, uh, the following week on the road at East Lansing? When will we know? Kick time. I think. I think Monday. Will I we? Think we'll find out this Monday. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I'm guessing that'll be an early game, but you know who knows? Maybe you know. Party goes out and does it. It's funny because the following week really matters about both those teams because if Sparty goes and I think they're playing Notre Dame that weekend, mm-hmm. if they win that one and Iowa beats Penn State, all of a sudden that's a huge game. Mm-hmm. You know, no all doubt. of a sudden it's a lot more interesting. No doubt, Tom. We will uh, catch up with you next Friday. Appreciate it as always. Thank you, Tom Kaker. HawkeyeReport.com. Take care, Tom. Thanks, guys. Good to have you on. Uh, you talked to Tom. I know the, the the Hawkeye Huddle has them Tuesdays. Yes, yeah, we uh, we get them usually on Mondays Monday if we for do. You. Yep, uh, but Tom, he's always right there, ready for us, and always great information. Good guy, and he's a degenerate like myself. Yeah, so. it moves him up in my book as well. <laughs> we'll take a timeout. Uh, Bama Bob is going to join Trent and I. We're going to go around college football from a national perspective. Not a lot of good games in the Big Ten. That's putting it mildly. A couple of big games at night in college football. Uh, We will uh, preview some of those when we come back. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. At the Home Depot, we're pouring more into paint. And right now, we're giving more to pros. For one week only, all Pro Extra members receive up to 30% off paint stains and primers from top brands like Bear and Kills. Savings like that you can take to the bank. Literally. Unbelievable quality. Unbeatable prices. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. 
Offer valid September 11th through 17th. Must enter Pro Extra phone number at checkout for discount. See store for details. This fall, pair style with savings at Pandora Jewelry. From September 14th to the 17th, get rewarded for shopping the looks you love at our Buy More, Save More event. Mix, match, and stack. And with savings up to 35%, you'll have the freedom to customize like never before. Shop the Buy More, Save More event now at Pandora Jewelry. While supplies last to participating retailers, selection may vary by store. Not valid with gift card or prior purchases. Spend must qualify before taxes and fees. Maximum discount 35%. See store for details. 1700 KBGG is your home for high school football. Join me, Trent Condon, each and every Friday night starting at 7 o'clock for the Central Iowa Game of the Week. After the game, keep it locked on 1700 KBGG for the Hartung and Schrader Scoreboard Show. We'll take you up until 11 o'clock with scores from across the state of Iowa. Your home for high school sports, 1700 KBGG. Friday night, an old rivalry renewed. It's Southeast Polk hosting Ankeny Centennial, 7 o'clock on 1700 KBGG. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS, and every 90 minutes, someone passes away from the disease. Help provide support to these families and the ALS Association Iowa chapter by participating in this year's Des Moines Walk to Defeat ALS. The walk takes place on Saturday, October 7th at Principal Park. Registration begins at 8.30 a.m. with the walk beginning at 10. Registration is free at this great family-friendly event. Join the fight against ALS by walking with the ALS Association Iowa chapter on October 7th. Learn more at walktodefeatals.org. Trust. Quality. Value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. All 
right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself here with you Monday through Friday. Local sports on your radio from noon until 2. Uh, college football coming up with Bama Bob in the 1 o'clock hour. We're going to go heavy NFL on you. Uh, Nick Athen, uh, who covers the Chiefs, will kick things off. Theheadcheese.com, that's Dave Sinekin on the Green Bay Packers. They have a massive tilt as they will head to Atlanta Sunday night football as the pack tries to go to 2-0. and uh, Then we'll take a break briefly, but we'll still talk football. But from a point spread perspective, as we head to the desert, Jason Symbol, CG Technology, then our buddy Paul Allen will be here. He covers or calls the Minnesota Vikings on the radio for KFAN and the Vikings Radio Network. And uh, PA is sponsored by Mr. Executive here in Des Moines. Uh, let's get to Bama Bob, shall we? Back into college football we go. Bama, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Bama Bob? Oh, I'm doing great. I can't, you know, and I can't wait to listen online to those uh, NFL guys, man. They're great, really great. Yeah, I got a pretty good lineup, no doubt about that. Hey, Bama, yes, we don't do. we don't have the best of lineup in college football this week. Did you notice week number three? It's kind of, I mean, I get Clemson and Louisville, and the sure. rain out clear. I mean, the rain out the the hurricane uh, knocked off one of the marquee games of the week. But you know, as you try to get into it, sure, there's a few, but maybe not as maybe week two spoiled us. Maybe that's the bottom line. Yeah, I think there's not a lot that really – there's not a ton with national championship implications, you know, or playoff, I should – I guess I should start saying playoff implications now, other than, you know, probably Clemson at Louisville. And you're right, um, Irma wiped out uh, what would have been uh, Miami at Florida State, although now, you know, Florida State without Francois, you, right. just, you don't know, uh, you know how that's going to work out, but – um, I guess the good thing is they're, they're getting a while to determine what their next step will be uh, because I don't think they played since uh, opening week. Um, but, yeah, it, it is. I mean, Clemson-Louisville is, is, is obviously the headliner in Clemson, which I found, I guess, maybe not surprising, favored by about a field goal on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, R. Jackson and Louisville. And off that, I don't know what you would, ugly game, slugfest, whatever you want to call it, against uh, against Auburn last week at home, they won it. Uh, and now they face a much more dynamic offense and a much more dynamic player in Lamar Jackson. So Louisville struggled a little bit with Purdue. Uh, opening that opening the season, we're down uh, in the middle of that game, came back, won it by a touchdown, uh, and then beat some cupcakes last week. So prime time, good game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you can make an argument, Kenny, I think, Clemson goes in and beats Louisville, that they they could probably move up to number two. I mean, Ohio State's going to have the marquee win of the season so far. I'm sorry, Oklahoma going into going into Columbus and winning that game. But you beat Auburn and Louisville back-to-back, uh, that's saying something. Bama, we also get the renewal of the uh, 06 Rose Bowl, Texas-USC. Before we get to the game, is that the best college football game you ever saw? It's right up there. I mean, I, I, I will say, and, you know, Call me biased or whatever. I, I do think the last two national championship games of Clemson have, games, have, yeah, have been really have good. Been, you know, Alabama Clemson have been really, really good. Um, but that one, I probably, in terms of we talked about it before, setting Keith Jackson, yeah. you know, USC on their, you know, really at the peak of their power, if you will, mm-hmm. the, the one of the best individual performances. Uh, that you're ever going to see in a title game by by Vince Young. And, you know, I think matched maybe only by Deshaun Watson 
last year. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's right up there with, with the very best of a generation. I'll put it that way. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Bama. I, I don't give Texas much of a pr- – I mean, I don't give him a prayer. Do you? Do you? I mean, it looks like USC <laughs> – I, I don't know. I think Texas is going to get pasted personally, but how do you see it? Well, I would think so. Um, I haven't seen anything out of Texas. Listen, throw away the San Jose State game uh, last week. Uh, but, look, this is what they're paying Tom Herman $5 million a year for. This is why they fired Charlie Strong. This is why they wanted to get rid of, you know, a new a new fresh start and change the culture and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, Herman better have a lot of fairy dust, uh, as he refers to it, because they're 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 facing a team that that struggled a little bit week one against Western Michigan. We talked about that on Monday, and, and I thought that we underestimated Western Michigan a little bit. That's that's a tough team to prepare for. Uh, they and and USC struggled with them, although they ultimately won. And I thought they had a really nice bounce back game last week against Stanford. I think Stanford's going to be a factor in the north. Uh, we could see that game again. I know Washington's going to have a lot to say about it, but I really think that Stanford's going to have something to say. But all that being said, I mean, I, I listen, from what you've seen of Texas, from what you've seen of USC, uh, Texas struggling still, mental mistakes, uh, stupid special teams plays, uh, porous defense. This is not the kind of trip you want to make out to the Coliseum and play a team like USC with Sam Darnold, who I think is you know probably going to be the Heisman winner this year if he, if, if he lives up to expectations. He's going to have a lot of competition, certainly. Um, but, yeah, this this is one that I, I, I don't know why you would give Texas much of a chance. I haven't seen the line, but i got to imagine it's in the 17, 14 to 17 range, um, if, if, I'm, if I'm just guessing. Uh, and I would say that's probably about right, and, and it could get a lot worse for Texas if they don't clean up a lot of mistakes uh, that they made against Maryland. And, again, throw out the game against San Jose State last week. This is a whole different animal. We're going to find out We're gonna find out just how good Tom Herman is uh, so far uh, in his tenure at Texas. They don't have to win the game, but if they're not competitive, I don't think fans are going to accept that. Yeah, the number is 16, Batman, just to let you know, so you're right on the money. Hey, let me throw a curveball at you because there's one game out there that – I don't know why K-State and Vandy interest me. I think probably because K-State, obviously, they're in Big 12, and I haven't seen them play yet. And there's some people out there that think if there's a team that doesn't reside in the state of Oklahoma that's going to contend for the Big 12 championship, uh, it is Bill Snyder's Wildcats. I mean, you can't get too excited about them playing Central Arkansas and Charlotte last week. Right. But Vandy's right. better, I think. I'm going to watch this game, Bama. Give me, give me a minute on K-State-Vanderbilt. Yeah, this is interesting, Ken. You're right. Um, Vanderbilt, look, I mean, they are what they are. And, and I think you know, all the coach talk and everything that you hear from Derek Mason, and, and, you know, he's got to say these kind of things. And, you know, in terms of, you know, listen, we're building the program. We're not afraid of anybody. Yada, yada. Well, you know what? Alabama rolls in next week. So let's hope you, you know, you'll, you'll find out next week what you're really made of. But, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Listen, Kansas State. I think the reason a lot of people like him is, is you know, your 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 go to line. You got a quarterback, you got yep. a chance. Yep. And I think they got a quarterback in Jesse Earth. I agree. Um, and look, if you're gonna, if you really are going to compete for a Big Twelve championship, I know this is a non conference game. This is a game that you really should be able to go in and win. They're favored by four on the road. Uh, that's probably, I think, a little low. Uh, although Vanderbilt, listen. Middle Tennessee, they, that's that's not a terrible win for them. That's a game in the past where 
even though it's a Conference USA team, uh, it, it's kind of in their own backyard about 30 miles down the road. That's a game they could and have struggled with before, and, and they won that opener, beat Alabama A&M last week. You mentioned Kansas State played nobody. So I, this is going to be a step up, really, for Kansas State uh, in their competition and, and certainly in Vanderbilt for who they played. But I like Kansas State in this. This is just They're just that kind of team, Ken, that we've talked about in the past with Bill Snyder. You just They generally – they bore you to death, but somehow, some way, they, they usually wind up keeping games close, and they always find a way to win games like this. Games they should win, they typically do. Uh, games that they shouldn't win, uh, they rarely get blown out in. So uh, I like Kansas State. I'll, I'm with you. I'm going to watch it. Uh, and, and, again, I'm anxious to see Ertz because what you want to do is you want to kind of look at how he plays against Vanderbilt and, okay, now how is this? How's this game going to compare when you know you're going to get into a shootout? I don't think this game's going to be a shootout, but you know when you play Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in your conference, those are going to be shootouts. So how 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 does that offense look, and how how can you maybe you know move it forward? And when they go play big time games against the against the heavyweights in their conference. Well, there was hope that next week game day would be in Nashville for the Vanderbilt fans with Alabama coming to town. Not the case <laughs> uh, this weekend, uh, SEC wise. Mississippi State, you give the uh, Fighting Cowbells a chance against LSU? Fitzgerald's a good player. He is. A puncher's chance. Uh, you know, again, LSU, this is one of two, uh, you know, SEC games uh, that are on the slate this week that, that you kind of get your attention, the other one being Tennessee-Florida down in Gainesville. But, yeah, this one, look, LSU, we saw what they did opening week against uh, against BYU. Defense didn't allow them across the 50. It, it's, it's, to me, it's going to come down to quarterback play. Uh, you know, Etling's got to be better. He was terrible last year. They've, they've got a stud running back. You know, already we're hearing the compare. Oh, he's better than Leonard Fournette. He's not better than Leonard Fournette. Okay, let's let's get that. He's not going to be the fourth overall pick in the draft. We're talking about Darius Geis. Um, but yeah, yeah, this this one this one's going to be a test, I think, for both. I expect a pretty low scoring. I know we have you know, quote unquote, firepower with with Fitzgerald at Mississippi State. Uh, but I expect this one to be a very physical football game uh, from both teams. Uh, Mississippi State oh, probably a little better than you think on defense. We've seen what LSU can do on defense. I don't know that either coach is really going to want to open it up and risk mistakes, even though if I'm Dan Mullen, I'm going to probably play this game a little looser than Ed Orgeron will, simply because Orgeron does have the better defense. He's got the better running game. Uh, he's got a quarterback that's not as dynamic, I don't think. So he's probably going to play, and he's on the road. So he's probably going to be a little more conservative. But if I, you know, if I'm mulling, I'm not going to get crazy. But I'm going to try to let Fitzgerald make some plays for me, uh, and, and let's put LSU uh, in a hole. Let's, let's, you know, and I'm not talking about just let's just keep it close and win it in the fourth quarter. I'm just talking about let's try to get out ahead ten nothing, fourteen three, something like that. Put some pressure on them because. If you're if you're Mississippi State, you don't want you don't want him to be able to hand it off to guys 25 or 30 times and let him run out the game. You want to put it in the hands of their quarterback and see how much he really has improved. So, I think this one's going to be a little bit low scoring, but uh, and I, I would favor LSU to win just because I think they have more talent. But uh, you know, I'm hoping that I that Mullen. Uh, opens it up a little bit because if he does, then I think LSU is going to get a real test. Hmm, Bam, we've got two minutes left. I'll let you pick which one of these two games you want to opine on. 
Uh, Tennessee, Florida, as you mentioned, the SEC tilt uh, down in Gainesville, or Oklahoma State, Big 12, ACC, as they take on Pitt. Uh, which one of those two games as we wrap up our segment with Bama Bob here on a Friday? Well, I, I got to go Tennessee, Florida. Um, listen, there's so many layers to this. Both these teams really struggling uh, over the last couple of years offensively. Uh, in particular, Florida was just putrid last year and didn't seem much better against uh, a really good Michigan team. Uh, week one, didn't play last week because of the hurricane. Uh, Tennessee really was down and out uh, I'm so, against uh, Georgia Tech, came back, found a way to win. Going to face a more traditional offense now than that triple option that Georgia Tech runs. But, listen, for Florida, it's all about quarterbacks. I mean, Felipe Franks is supposed to be, uh, you know, the, the next coming, if you will. Uh, and he, well, he certainly looks the part. We saw it against Michigan. He's 6'5", about 225, big arm, can run. But yeah, he struggles reading, the, you know, reading defenses, getting, making past his first reads. You know, who are they going to play at quarterback? They've got to decide on somebody and just go with it. You can't have three. Uh, you know, two is bad enough, but you throw in, uh, you know, Malik Zaire, and, and who may be a little bit better uh, than Franks in terms of, you know, experience, and then Luke Del Rio, who probably knows the offense better than either one of them, but has less ability. So if you're Macklin, one, you're going to get some suspended players back. You're going to get Callaway back. You're going to get Scarlett back. That should help. Tennessee snapped the losing streak to Florida last year, but this game is on the road. They've historically, under Butch Jones, they've not been very good in big games on the road. Uh, you know, look, Florida's favored by four and a half. Uh, I don't know that, man, after looking at that offense, I don't know how you favor them at all. But, again, Tennessee goes on the road. They generally struggle. I'm, I like Tennessee in this game. I just think, even though Florida has everybody back, I don't know how much distraction a hurricane would be last week. You just have this sort of the week of you know worry, and, and you're out of your routine. But, listen, if Tennessee is going to do anything and get Bush Jones off the hot seat, they need to win this game. Uh, I think somehow, some way, they figure out a way to do it, although it could be, it could be really, really ugly. Uh, you know, this could be another 17, 12-10, 12-10, something like that kind of game because Florida is just so, so limited on offense. No doubt. Bama, we're out of time. We'll recap it all on Monday at 1240. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Bama Bob. Always enjoy, guys. Take care. Appreciate it. As we do as well. Uh, Bama Bob joining us here as we uh, finish up the first hour of the program. All right, Trent, into the NFL we go. Nick Athen on the Chiefs. Uh, Dave Sinek and the head cheese on the Packers. Paul Allen will be here on the Vikings. Our pick still to come. The final hour of the week, it's coming up next. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, Des Moines, I'm Dave Ramsey. Join me every Monday through Friday from 9 to noon. Courtesy of Mediacom Careers on 1700 KBGG. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. The Light the Night Walk is coming up on October the 21st. For more information, visit lightthenight.org 
backslash Iowa. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. Ken Fisher, founder and executive chairman of Fisher Investments. We don't sell annuities. We'll never sell annuities. Most annuities have nosebleed level fees, don't do what the customer thinks they do, have tremendous tax problems, are hard to get out of once you're in them, and are extremely confusing. Don't let the sound of guaranteed income lead you to financial headache. Call now for your free report, Annuity Insights, and find out why legendary money manager Ken Fisher hates annuities. Call 1-800-779-1155 and see what you might be getting into. Anything you want to do with annuities, there's a better way to do. If you have more than $500,000 to invest, talk to us. Get your free report, Annuity Insights, and find out the nine questions every annuity investor should ask. Call now, 1-800-779-1155. That's 1-800-779-1155. For many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, and schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with pre 